We welcome you to the We Love Arabian Horses podcast. We host multiple opportunities to learn more about the Arabian horse breeds shared for horse lovers of all ages. Contact us if you'd like to learn more about sponsor opportunities. Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Izzy Templeton with the We Love Arabian Horses podcast, and I am thrilled today to have our guest JT Keller with us, who has been a lifelong Arabian horse lover. So I'd like to introduce everybody to JT. Hello. Glad to, glad to be here with you guys. Thanks for, for being here, JT. We really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. Um, so uh, the first question that we ask all of our um, interviewees is how you got introduced into the Arabian horses and, and what um, drives that passion and interest for you today? Well, uh, it's, it's a long story and I'll keep it as short as I can, but uh, we, uh, as, growing up as a kid, we were introduced to all the breeds we did. Uh, 4-H and open showing and uh, I never you know we didn't really have the money to do uh, a lot of you know bigger shows so we kind of stayed on the small circuit showing right. whatever we had my uncle was a uh, world famous hackney pony trainer Larry Bacon my mother was a hunter jumper instructor and uh, my sister Ellie trained Arabians and and uh, I basically as a young kid started going down the road helped grooming uh uh for ellie and russ roden uh who's a, a trainer that's passed on but showed some great arabians in the eight, 70s 80s mm -hmm. uh ended up working for brian scoggins and uh the rest is history uh stayed in it uh loved it Got, the people have been so amazing there's so many uh basically family members now uh, that once it has you and you uh, like it and you have success, it doesn't let you go. So, right. Um, it's like a spider web. <laughs> once you're in, you're in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fun. You know, I enjoy it. Uh, you know, not that we've had, you know, haven't had some hard times or there'd be days that I would like to, uh, would have liked to hit the road. It just, it does. It, it kind of good people and good horses bring it, bring it back. Absolutely. Well, so um, let's kind of dive in here. So you said, you know, your family members were all across the board in terms of different breeds and disciplines and all that kind of stuff. So what, what exactly made you think, oh yeah, Arabs are the way I want to go. <laughs> you know, honestly, Izzy, I think it's the, pe the people, uh, right. more so than the horses. I love the diversity of the horses. Don't get me wrong. And, and as I went through in my career and worked for great people like Brian and Jody Strand, uh, the late Dee Dee Bish, mm -hmm. uh, Gordon Potts, uh, worked with Jim Lope. You know, the, I, I did everything. I, I have shown driving horses. I've actually shown English horses. I uh, schooled a lot of hunters. I've shown some halter. And then uh, Western is obviously my forte. I love it. I uh, love the baby horses. And I think, you know, the versatility of them is what kept me in it. But the people are what drew me further uh, in it and the longevity uh, i i you know worked some saddlebred shows for my uncle and those people are great but it just was you know a, a different vibe and a mental right. lot of people and uh it's very interesting you know you definitely you know the i'm in my darn near you know 27th year i think and uh maybe more I, i'd have to look back on it but i've been around a long time and uh, <laughs> 
I, I pride myself. I, I'm not perfect uh, by any stretch of imagination, but I pride myself. I can walk into every barn that I worked for, uh, Jody's, Brian's, Gordon's. Some of the same people are still there. I'm welcome with open arms. We have cocktails, drinks, show horses for, you know, catch show horses or whatever. And I feel good about that. I feel good that I can kind of uh, have all of those bridges to cross still. And, and those people are all like family. Oh, that's, that's awesome. And, and actually you've just led me right to my next question. I I'd love to know. So, you know, you got into the Arabs and you started working with all these trainers. And from what I understand is you had a lot of uh, training and kind of upbringing with Jody Strand, you know, and that I, I would assume kind of fueled a lot of that Western drive that now you have. And I'd love to hear more about that and kind of, you know, how that propelled you into this career that you're in now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Jody, uh, I, I worked there's some other places and, but I didn't get a chance to show. Uh, and if, if people really pay attention uh, to our industry, uh, Jody Strand has probably, you know, you talk in, sports like baseball and football and basketball they call uh have a coaching tree right uh, you know, there's a great famous coach and then these coaches worked under these coaches and so on and so forth well i would i would be willing to uh say that jody has the best uh family tree of trainers uh that he gave an opportunity with that those would include joe reeser uh ryan strand uh, Jen Schmidt, uh, myself, several others that are, that are working their way through now that are young. Right. And, uh, it was a, an interesting time for me. I was young. Uh, I didn't grow up with a father, he, you know, Jody kind of assumed more, like a big brother, father, uh, person to me, uh, took me under my wing. I, I did not, uh, I was low man on the totem pole. I groomed, I cleaned stalls. Uh, did all that stuff, which we actually all did, but I was the lowest on the. <laughs> you uh, got hazed the most. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was under Joe. You know, Joe was there. He was the golden boy. Uh, Ryan was there, and Ryan's a, a strand. Uh, so I was lowest. I mean, we would go out. Jody had this customer, and he has like a hundred thousand, thousands of dollars worth of landscape. Uh, and so he required us some, on certain days, we had to go and, and weed eat and trim bushes and all this crap that we really didn't want to do. Well, I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, grooming this bush and it's like beautiful. It's like artwork. And I go to my next one and Joe is on the other side and he's hacking these, these <laughs> and I mean, he, they look like crap. And Jody comes pulling in to check on the progress. Like JT, those bushes are awesome. And she's like, Joe. And Joe's like, you know, I just, I'm not good at that. And he's like, yeah, that's terrible. JT, you go ahead and just do all the bushes. Gone, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that Joe, and, and you know what? He slithered right back in the barn and worked horses. And I, I were, I trained bushes, but, uh, you know, it, it, it made you a better person. I went ahead, I didn't hack the bushes and, and, you know, uh, it was smart on Joe's part. And, uh, later on when Joe left and Ryan left and I was there, I, I may have been accused of hacking some bushes later on uh, <laughs> in my tenure at, at Jody's, but Jody's tree is awesome. Uh, he, he, here again, he's done all, uh, growing up in his family and the people, his, uh, uh his 
dad Ed Strand and Uncle Milt Strand put through the uh, the business. It's a that could be a three hour podcast, but uh, <laughs> they, they were rounded in all divisions, and I learned uh, probably more so than any kind of technical Western. It is just horsemanship. How to right. treat is how to deal with them. Jody is a, uh, uh, those horses are never mad. They're never scared. They're never, he always gets them broke. He, he finds a place for them and it's just a, uh, you know, it, it was a great experience. Uh, and then just, we, pl- we worked really hard, but we played hard back in those days. Like we oh, had, awesome. <laughs> bla- like it, they had a blast. It was our motto. We, we worked hard, but we played hard and then go back, get up and work hard in the show and do it uh, over it again. Was, it was really a fun, yeah, fun time for me. Oh, that is so fun. It's like the karate kid, like wax on, wax off. Here it comes <laughs> into full motion. <laughs> you, you know, I, I think Jody had a bandana like Mr. Miyagi every once in a while. <laughs> he, he, but, but, you know, he, he got, he really, really took a lot of pride in that, in 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 bringing up people. I mean, it, it it's a uh, all of his ads and and things like that. He every you know five years they do an anniversary and they he he's very proud uh, of raising us up and helping us uh, get a start. And we still, I mean, I talk to Jody probably once a week at least. Mm-hmm. And I know Joe talks to him and Jen, so, you know, uh, and Ryan, you know, Ryan, obviously, and uh, it, 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 it was a lifelong commitment for him. And he, he really does uh, enjoy us, our success as well. That's awesome. I can imagine just learning so much from him. I'm, he's a wealth of knowledge for sure. Yeah. And just a cool guy. He's fun. Yes, it, that too. Exactly. Um, well, so going from that, you know, after working with all these trainers and developing yourself and all of your skills underneath these people, what was it like, you know, breaking off and doing your own thing? I can imagine that's uh, scary. That was scary then. And I'm sure it's scary now for young trainers coming up in the industry. Um, what was it like? And, and how, how did you find your success that you have today? You know, that's a great question. And, and when you and I had talked before, uh, you know, giving me some ideas of what, what we'd talk about. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the most important questions you can ask. Uh, from Jody's, just to kind of bridge that gap, uh, Gordon Potts, uh, back in that time, and he ran a large machine. It was like 170 to 200 horses in training. Right. Uh, they ran about six, seven, eight trainers. Uh, back then, you know, Gordon Potts called Jody. You know, I was I was one of three uh, trainers there, and actually, I think Joe left. So it was Ryan and I. Uh, Gordon Potts called Jody and and asked permission uh, to interview me to see if I would be a candidate for his larger operation. Wow, and which that doesn't happen a lot these days. These no. younger people are jumping around. Uh, I think there are some great young people in our business, but it's hard for some of us that really paid our dues and really worked our way through the uh, system to stomach some of it. Um, right, it I can it imagine. Uh, it is what it is nowadays. You know, it, it, it's not their fault. But I will sell. I will tell you that. Gordon did do that, uh, kept a very good relationship with Jody. Jody talked to me. He gave me the opportunity uh, to further my career. He didn't have at that time the amount of horses to produce horses for me to show, to get in the ring and show. 
you know, at this time, I'm probably 25, 26 years old, right. uh, which is relatively young back then. But the the age of the kids that are wanting to show and be on national level now are about that or younger. But I, I hadn't gotten into the ring. I schooled some horses at shows, which back then was a big deal. And so I, I took that leap and I, I packed a Jeep Wrangler full of as much crap as I could and, <laughs> and, and threw my dog in. And, and I had never been within a, I'm a Midwest guy. I'm born and raised in Indiana and work for, I've never been out of a, you know, other than a couple of the shows, never really been out of that radio right. and, 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 you know, short the set Gordon uh, was another story that, that that's where, uh, I bloomed. You know that guy. Uh, you want to talk about a father figure, right? Uh, if I wouldn't have made that move, I'm not saying I wouldn't uh, still be in the business or whatever, but I would not be where I am today. There were so many horses and so many opportunities to succeed and fail, succeed again and fail, and, mm-hmm. and hone your craft. Right. Uh, we went from Region One on the West Coast to Region Twelve on the East Coast, and uh, anywhere in between I, I think one year we uh I think we did nine regionals or eight regionals and you know pro-ams and Buckeyes and I got a chance to cruise all over the country and and meet all these people and Gordon was like he was such a good coach here again you know talking about coaching trees we had people Ray LaCroix Brett Becker right. uh, English people they would come in and Gordon would pay these guys to work with all of us and it was like going and working and they would come he'd make them come stay for four or five days and a lot of those guys either gordon worked under lasma or, or you know brett worked for gordon and these people would come in all the time and mm-hmm. so the learning experience and getting to do that was invaluable but i didn't uh really go out on my own and for another six or seven years I rode those coattails I tried to learn as much as I possibly mm-hmm. could you know this was would have been my th- kind of fourth stop you know work for Brian and Dee, Dee and and uh uh and then Jody for a long you know fair amount of time and then Gordon for a very long time but I didn't feel like I was ready to go on my own I, <laughs> I didn't think I could feed uh all you know take care of horses take care of trucks and trailers take care of maintenance the things that people all don't know it. that yeah. we all do, uh, it, it, it was a big step step for me. And I don't think, you know, Jody runs his own deal. And so, and then Gordon has his nose and manages his whole deal. Those two opportunities mixed in with the other ones, uh, you know, then then you take that, that leap. And I'd already won a couple national titles, uh, you know, through with Gordon working for the brass ring and Gordon. And, and so I, I, I really had a handle on my, on my craft and on my training and, and, and how I go about doing my horses. Cause Gordon kind of let everybody do their deal. And then it he, out, would, right. and then he would add his, you know, his knowledge when needed. And so that, 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 I think th- these young people, I mean, they're, they are not, you know, some of these kids that go and work for Jimmy Stokowski and Joel Kiesner, uh, man, if they, sometimes if they stay a little longer, they, they, you know, may grasp a little bit more of it, but, right. uh, you know, and, and back in my day, it was funny. There was, you know, the English was very, very, uh, you know, small. There wasn't a lot of young guys 
coming up and, and back in my day the western guys you know joe and, and zach and dale and stanley and and all of us you know kind of now 40 and under or whatever it what you couldn't find a job you know to work for a western person but then the english guys like had nobody and of course joe joel and vicky and and uh and jimmy were kind of kind of had that thing but now there is a ton of young guys but they're in the english uh, right the a little light on the on the help and the young people uh coming up and you know it, it just it's a very interesting you know dynamic yeah. and and yeah. you hope there, there'll be some young guys coming up uh and that they kind of stay uh where they're at and where they fit in and, and learn their deal and then Yeah, that that's incredible. Yeah, and so bringing it back to not taking anything away from you, I think there's a lot of them that are great, and they're gonna, you know, uh, a, a talented horse will take a young person that doesn't know a lot, and, and they can win. Right. Uh, you you know you you take uh, and add knowledge to it, then there's horses that are gonna miss uh, that us old guys can still kind of get together and put put them together and, and do well for a customer and stuff. So. Yeah, that's awesome. And so to bring it to present day, and, and my last question is, you know, you just moved, right? Uh, tell us about the move, what it was like, uh, you know, building this new place in Arizona and, and getting all the clients on board to go and all of that. I mean, talk about making the leap from, you know, working under these trainers and doing your own thing to then moving your whole thing. What, how was that? Yeah, so you know, just as long as well as you learn really good things uh, from people, you learn what not to do sometimes. And, <laughs> and when I uh, started my own deal, I thought numbers, 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 numbers. I got to have as many stalls and as many horses uh, as I can. And so when we we bought that Texas ranch, uh, you know, I went on my own. I released for a while, a couple, three or four years, and then uh, Jody had. That's one thing you always implanted in our heads is you have to own something. You have to own something. You have to have something because this is not a guaranteed sport. You age out, what have you. And, and uh, so we did that. I, I did that. We, we, Ann and I bought a ranch in Texas. We were, you know, uh, not even married yet. And we put pretty much everything we had to it. Uh, it was a fixer upper. <laughs> it was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. It was oh, huge. It. Uh, it was big. And then a couple of years ago, we had 70-some horses on the place. I actually had some cattle, and uh, we had a ton of employees. And it 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 was my worst year ever, uh, financially. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, I believe it. Yeah. like, what the heck? You know, what are you doing? We're, we're going and, and trying to uh, rob Peter to pay Paul and do all this stuff. And I just finally, I was grumpy. Uh, I wasn't happy. We were still having success. We were winning some uh, uh, fair amount, but the, I don't know that the customers were all that happy because it was just, I, I, you know, pulling yourself from one end to the other. And some people can thrive on that and do great and do the numbers. Uh, I, I didn't like it. I wasn't very happy. Uh, mm. I started, you know, not being able to get my hands on all of the uh, horses. And uh, we sat down one day and, and had a big self-audit financially and and mentally and mm -hmm. uh at that same time talia Lydic, a good friend of ours from the brass ring she's like hey I, you know it's hot it's hot we can sell your uh farm and if you ever want to sell it and I, we're like you know what we would and and we had bikes all over the place and 
Ann's from Southern California. I spent some time in Arizona uh, helping Dee Dee Bish and working with Kristen McNutt. Right. And I spent a year out uh, here and I loved it. I, I, I really like the people. We have a ton of friends here. And I think the uh, horse market, not just the Arabians, but the whole horse market out here are just, it's crazy. It's hot all the top reining people and cow horse people and cutting people and jumping but they're they're here and so we made that move we, uh, long story short we we sold our farm right during the pandemic we did a great on it nice found, uh, an available place there was a lot of old farms for sale out here that were falling apart and we decided to we bought a, a nice spread right in the middle i mean we've got uh chris colbreth the berkman center uh cynthia and natalie and taryn and Terry Holmes right down the road and right. Crystal and Laurie Martin. It is awesome uh, because all of those people shop and uh, we all get along. And, and so anyhow, we just finished uh, building our barns. We have some landscaping and some uh, aesthetics to do, but we're fully functioning uh, here. Uh, I've been here since August 1st. We've sold over 28 horses. Uh, wow. Well, <laughs> It's, it's Scottsdale. So they're used to right. the people here that ride Arabians that you'll never see at our show. Uh, you know, it, 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 they love Arabian horses. They've seen them at the Scottsdale show. And you know what they do? Uh, they have them out in their yard or their little two acre deals. Uh, they have probably the most pampered barns and, and misters and all this. And they ride them around their place or they often take them on the trails or up to Blackstaff and you'll never see them at the show. Uh, right. and they'll pay, Just they'll enjoying pay. their horse. They are enjoying their horse. So I bet you out of that 28, nine or 10 of them will never show. And it was for just as good or better money than I would sell a show horse. So all in all, the, the area here is, is Arabian crazy. Uh, the people are, are awesome. The friendships that we already had uh, uh, now with going through two regionals, new friendships and people that were maybe a little leery, like, oh God, you know, JT's moving here and he's, you know, probably not nice or he's going to try to take their customer where on the contrary, I, you know, most all of my people uh, moved with me and the ones mm -hmm. that didn't, you know, I appreciated them and, and they found great places in Texas and it's, it's been uh, a wonderful experience. I, I have, you know, I went back to region nine for a couple of days and some of my best friends are like, man, you're really happy. Uh, I, I feel like I'm training better than ever. And, and it's just kind of, re you know rekindled a little bit more fire right. in, in my belly for these horses well i've always think I, I really have always loved the home stuff but you know some of the other stuff is can be tough but we, <laughs> we, we had we had great shows and the customers and everybody had a had a ball and i, I just think it's going to be a wonderful i always say you know uh everybody has their deals but i always say i'm kind of uh, you know it's it's like sports horse trainers have they're going to age out I feel like I'm on the back nine, so I still have a fair amount of uh, a game to play. Uh, but I got to know that you know I can do what I can do and, and take care of everybody in a kind of good manner. So yeah, so we are Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona, and uh, it's just a beautiful location and beautiful place. Oh, that is so awesome. Well, congratulations on all of this. Like, it's so exciting. I can imagine it's just you know it's kind of like starting again, but but not at the same time. That's, it's very fun. I'm, I'm very excited for you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Yep.
Well, that is about it. So JT, thank you again for sharing about your come up in the Arabian horses and all of your knowledge. It's very great information for us to gather today and we really appreciate it. Um, if people have any follow-up questions, do you have an email? I know I reached out to you via Facebook Messenger, which is uh, something you seem to check often since we communicated quite frequently through there, but do you have an email that um, people- Yeah, so we're, we're, on, we're on Facebook. We're on my uh, wonderful uh, friend and customer, Rachel Ginter, got us on Instagram. So we are uh, now uh, big time on Instagram. And then, uh, so both those social medias, uh, you can always leave me a message on www.jtkellertraining.com or, okay. uh, and that has all my email and all, all of those sites have my email, my personal phone number. Uh, you would be, we are always open. Uh, people call me as I call other trainers for help and, and I, I, anything anybody wants to know or needs to know or needs help with, uh, uh, we're always happy to, happy to network and share. Awesome. Well, thank you, JT. We appreciate your time. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks again for listening today and watch for our upcoming podcasts. We Love Arabian Horses is an ambassador community that promotes Arabian horses with fellow horse lovers globally. If you love this podcast and would like to hear more like it, make sure to subscribe to We Love Arabian Horses on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now to share ideas for topics and guests with us, and to learn more about sponsorship opportunities, send us an email to hello at weloveArabianHorses.com.